the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place like never before. Till the follow grounds of our heart and our mind, oh God, that makes teaching, preaching, easy and receptible, revelation, knowledge, God, applicable to the people's lives, oh God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was going to give you a thought today, it would be, can you do the work knowing what is ahead of you? In this hour now, there's going to be a great falling away because people do not understand. And I'm not, this message is not for the world. This message is for the born again or the uh, uh, church arena. And there's a different move in the land now. God is not doing church. He's not doing things that he normally would do. There's a shifting in the spiritual realm. And this is not the hour that people are going to prosper financially with houses and all of this stuff. This is the hour for the supernatural, for the miracle working power of God. This is the hour now that the signs and wonders should follow those that believe. You got to understand something. This ain't the hour for prophecy. This is the hour that God is going to fulfill those things which was already said. We need to understand something. And because God is not blessing the way that he used to, he's taking it from a natural perspective to a spiritual perspective. And the people, because they are carnal-minded, they are not going to understand what's going on. And so they're going to try to work a magic that God is not allowing them to do. And what I mean by magic, because this is what it is, God is, is in, in place now, the, all the spells that they done put on us, telling us all of these things, what God was going to bless us when it never manifested. You got to understand something now, God is coming in, cleaning up some stuff. He's coming in, dem doing some demolition down to some things that he has not spoken. But you got to remember in the Bible, there's a false prophet that spirit came up and said because the people wanted to hear that, he sent the false prophet in the land to fulfill the, the what, um, what was going on in heaven. And you got to understand something. So God allowed these things to happen. And now the witches and the warlocks that was working this thing, because even though they had the robe and the title, now God is coming in now changing up some things. And now that this is the hour that the head is going to be the tail and the tail is going to be the head now. And now God is raising up people that's coming from the backside of the desert. And I told you he was cleaning them up out of the Jordan River. And now they're coming forth now. They're going to have a power and anointing that demons will understand. Because half the pastors now don't cast out demons because they got one. Because Bagabug can't cast out himself. How can I work in this hour and have the real power of God that I can move in the supernatural. You got to understand something. I told the people back in 2019, 2020, I said there's a gift that's coming that people are not talking about and that gift is the gift of healing, working power. You got to understand something. They can prophesy all day long. Uh, the Bible says that I wish that all should prophesy but you got to understand something. You can have the spirit of a prophet but not stand in the office of a prophet. Now God is raising up the office into another level now. And now God is going to bring forth miracles and healing power even greater now. You got to understand something. Every miracle that you saw was not necessarily wrought by the, by the power of God. You got to understand something. When they were in Egypt, they were working all kind of magic. They did the same thing that Moses and Aaron did in the temple when they went to see Pharaoh. You got to see what's going on now. And the church is afraid now. The church is stagnated. And now we're trying to figure out now because we're looking for a leader to arise. But I noticed something on the TV yesterday on the news. They showed a picture that Biden was stumbling. But God took me back in the spiritual realm and said the stumbling because that's what man always does. But you got to understand what is going on now. 
Because God still sees man stumbling and falling, trying to climb up the ladder. He was trying to get on Air Force One, and he was stumbling. And you need to see what God is saying now. This next thing is by the hand of God. And the men and women of God that don't have this spirit are going to fear this next generation that's coming up with power. They're going to be standing back. What God don't kill off in this season, huh? he's going to make them fear the very thing that they said that they believed in. But God said it was not of me. I sent the false prophet in the land for a season. And now I'm going to do the work, and it's going to be by my hands. And the people that he's raising up now, they ain't going to care about money. They're going to lay hands, and you get set free and delivered. You're going to get your hands grown out. You're going to get healing, and all of this stuff that you, you run into the doctors with, they're going to do it and walk on to the next town. They ain't going to ask you for five and $6,000, knowing that you ain't got it. God is going to cut a whole lot of stuff down. He's raising up people that got a heart to do his will, to do what he's calling him to do in this hour. That's why God is always trying to deal with the man's heart. And Jeremiah 17 said, the heart is deceitful will before all things. Who can know it? I. He said, I test the heart and the mind. And God has tested them and they have failed the test. They have stumbled once again. And now God is raising something up. God can do it himself, but he always works through man. That is history in the Bible. That is history throughout life. God always uses a man or a woman to do what he's calling them to do. And this hour now, they want to say that women ain't calling all of this crazy traditional stuff. God is wiping it all away. That's why the church is lost now. That's why the church is stagnated. Because they can't figure out the next move of God. Because they were caught up in a man. They were caught up in a symbolism. They were caught up in a ritual. They were caught up in all of these things that kept us bound. How can you be set free and delivered by a song? And the greatest song that you have is to come out of your mouth. Your own praise and worship. You got to understand something. It is tainted. Now God is looking for a clean heart. He's looking for a clean vessel to come in now to give. Give him a raw praise. Give him the best. Uh, because if you can't give him the best, uh, he's not going to release this next level of anointing. There's an Elijah anointing that's coming. Uh, you got to understand from the book of Revelations, reference one anointing. And that's the anointing of Elijah that's coming back to save and deliver the people. We need to understand something. Uh, God is going to put that same anointing or the likes thereof in these different people. And they're going to do the signs and wonders and bring restoration and restitution to the church. Not only for what the devil did, but what his so-called fivefold ministries have done. He's got to do a two-fold thing. So think that he's not going to do it in a quick way. Sometimes you don't know what you need healing and deliverance from until you go to the doctor. He said, I'm the physician. Some of you thought that you needed just to be delivered for what happened to your world. Let's talk about the things that was done to us spiritually in the church. Let's talk about these things that's going on because you got to understand something. The saints of old, the same thing is happening back in the 70s and the 80s. Those saints have died out back in the 60s that always had a heart in the things for God. And then in the 70s and the 80s, there was another generation that took off. And then they started bringing in prosperity and all of this stuff. And the people got caught up in the blessings of God or what that God was doing through that man and woman of God, but they did not recognize when that person failed and made it about himself. And because the people were so blinded by deception, now God is shutting things down and he's ushering it into another dispensation. You need to understand the move of God. Whatever your heart's desire was, you may have to rearrange it. I'm not saying everything, but some things. This is not the hour for material things. This is the hour for the things of God. And we need to see what is going on. Can you do the work knowing what's ahead of you? And this is what is going to happen. You're going to see another phase of the people that were operating in witchcraft. Black magic and white magic and how they were putting portions on you. You got to understand something. When a witch or a warlock can cast a spell, he becomes powerless because the more souls that he takes in, the more powerful he or she becomes. Now God is cutting all of this down. And you need to see what is going on in this hour. I want to talk to you about faith. I want to give you Wikipedia's definition on faith. 
complete trust, a confidence in someone or something. Faith. And before I go to the next one, the first one he gave me was work. Actively involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. Can you do the work? Actively involving mentally and physically. What are your goals you're trying to achieve? Let's talk about miracle working. Miracle, a surprising and welcome event that is not, it says right here, explicable by nature or a scientific law and therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. I'll give you the definition what for faith, work, and miracle. We don't want faith and miracles without the work. People want all of these things, but they don't want, they don't want to have the work behind it. That's why there's a lazy generation that has come up because when a false doctrine has gone all forth, it causes the dynamics and it shifts the power of God. So that's why the power of God back in the 70s, 80s, and the 90s, and the 2000s, how the power shifted. And that's why there's no power in the church now because it was not work the word of God. You got to say, my word went out and it performed what, and that which is supposed to do. You got to understand something. That's why now people are looking and seeing their life and all the things that they've done in the church and all the good works and all the prophecies they fulfilled and, and all of the things that they said, but yet there was still no manifestation of the power and the miracle working power of God. You got to understand something. Whatever you build, you have to maintain. Whatever God builds, God has to maintain. And you don't have the work behind it. You got to understand something about God. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and addeth no sorrow. Why is it so much sorrow? Why do we get all of this big houses and cars and all of this stuff? And yet every month you're struggling and trying to pay the bill. You got to understand something. Huh? The Bible says, believe a prophet and so shall you prosper. But was it the prophet of God? Huh? Or was it Satan's prophet? Satan will bless you as well as God. And it may look alike, but if you don't have the discernment, you will not understand it. And you will not even recognize the difference. You got to understand something. There's a shifting of power now. Can you do the work knowing what is ahead of you? And this is where we are. We don't want God to produce things in us. There's a process that God has to do. Because we get off track and a lack of faith. We're not producing and being what we're supposed to be. When God cursed the fig tree, it was pretending to bloom and therefore it wasn't. And now you want God to bless what he's already cursed because it was not of him. And you failed to do the work behind it and now you're looking for the miracle working power. And God said you didn't blossom in the time in which I called you to do. When I sent you the true prophet, you ignored him. But when, I, when the false prophet came, you received him. But that was not a me. God is not going to make something that a false prophet said come to pass. That's like God and the devil on the same side. He said, Bezebub cannot cast out himself. So a lot of things that we did, we didn't recognize it. And because of our ignorance, God is moving and shifting. He's really saving us. Can you do the work knowing what's ahead of you? I looked up the word produce. It says make or manufacture from components or raw material. Let's talk about uh, raw material. You got to understand something. I'm talking to you about God producing. God is trying to do a work and a process. You got to understand something. When the seed goes down in the ground, it doesn't come up the next day. It takes time. It has to be fertilized. It has to be maintained. You got to understand something. Some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. But you got to do the work behind it, and you got to receive whatever's coming in your life that you're going to know that that thing that God is sending you is helping you be produced, being productive in order you can be and blossom in a time and season that God has allowed you to go forth for whatever that go forth is in your life that spiritually, physically and financially you need to understand something God blesses three ways 
The Bible, the Bible says just seek the kingdom of God first and all of these things will be added. God is not trying to limit us. He's trying to uh, promote us, but we have a tendency to get the cart before the horse. And so therefore, God has to change and shift some things. Now he's got to bring some understanding and some revelation so you don't make the same mistake. So when you see a snake dressed up in, in a tuxedo, you will know to cut it down and curse it and that you know it is not going to prosper in your life. But before every snake that came that was dressed up, you just received it because it said, Jesus, there was many gods in Egypt. Can you do the work knowing what's ahead of you? So the emotions we want to talk to you right now. First Thessalonians, you don't have to go there. It talks about the real three-part being with body, soul, and spirit. That is the raw material. That is your DNA. That is your makeup. I worked on one, but I didn't work on the other two. We're not even going to talk about who we didn't gave our spirits to. And let alone who we didn't gave our souls to. But because I was ignorant, God came and delivered me. The next thing I want to tell you about produce, I thought this was very interesting. Things that have been produced or grown, especially by farming. And I talked off that was interesting about farming because we're talking about him producing. And that is working. You got to work. See, because we allowed the pulpit to dictate us. But now God is saying, now I'm closing down the mouth of the, of the prophets, the apostles, the teachers. He said the people done got the word because there was a season that the word, it was always about word. Remember that? The word, the word, the word, the word. And people were very good. And it's very interesting that he's taken um, the man in California home because he was a word man. And now you're going to have to work those things that was produced in you in times past. You go back and grab the books back in the 70s and the 80s. Those are powerful books. Now what you see now, that's another demon talking. Because it's not producing fruit. Back in the day when those people was inspired by the word of God and the things that God did with them, they produced life in you. There was a shifting in the dynamics in the church arena, and we missed it. There were seven categories that Jesus performed miracles in. The first one, Jesus fed thousands of people. The second, Jesus cast out evil spirits. The third, Jesus healed the blind, deaf, sick, injured, and infirm, it says infirmed. The fourth, Jesus turns water into wine. The fifth, Jesus controls the water and other elements of nature. Sixth, Jesus called a, it's right here, superior, says, um, a large amount of fish. The second is Jesus raised people from the dead, including himself. We're going to go in Mark 5. Let's start at verse 35. Because some of you think that you're going to have a whole lot of people with you. I told you earlier, this is not the hour for a lot of people around you. And that's going to be a hard thing for some people because it's turning your, changing your intellect, changing the way that the large arena. See, he's shedding all of that down. And you got to remember, Jesus had 70, went down to 12. But then when he got even closer to his purpose, it was only three, Peter, James, and John. There's a shifting that's going on. So don't think that it's going to be droves of people that's going to work this latter-day power. You got to remember, God was Elijah's, Elijah a mentor, and Elijah was Elijah mentor. Three. It says, while he went, still speaking, some came. This is Jazarus' daughter's hill. Some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. 
Why trouble the teacher any farther? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. I want you to hear this. I really want you to see this and understand what is going on. It's all about faith. It was about faith then, it's about faith now. And it says, do not be afraid, only believe. It says, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John. I want to talk to you about permitted. I have to deal with you with definitions. It says, give authority or consent to someone to do something. Allow for, omit. He only allowed certain people to see certain things. With the 12 disciples, he gave them hidden knowledge. And he spoke in parables to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But he said, I make you know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now he's bringing it down another level. And now he's saying, I'm going to do something only those that were ready are ready to receive. And I'm going to allow them access. Not everyone is going to have access in this hour. I told you when we did the study of the tabernacle, you had the outer course, the inner course, and the holy holy. God is trying to bring you closer to him. No one was allowed but the priest because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. He ripped the temple. Now that gave us free access to him. What are you waiting on? You always need some man to lead you. Israel wanted a king. He did not want that. Where is the pastor now? The church been closed down over a year. And you're still wondering. And the pastor didn't die for you. Shed not one blood, not took one beating, marking a, a, a whip, scarring. And they ain't going to do it if they're going to take your money. Because their kids got to go to bad school and your one's going to old schools. Run down. But they prophesy lies to you. But yet God said that was not of me. You got to see this. But you got to understand something. The word is only fulfilling itself because when they rejected him, he told them what the king was going to do to them was going to take the best from them that you worked and labored for. So the word is just, one thing about the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, back to Genesis to Revelations, from Genesis to Revelation, Revelations back to Genesis, over and over again, but because you've got to understand something, people don't study and understand history. And that's why it says repeats itself. And you go back and look into the Bible, everything is fulfilling itself over and over again. You don't know how long the world has been in existence. Don't believe the Big Bang and everything else they're telling you because they're still off. you got to understand something. you just in a part of this life until what, how many scores years that God has allowed you to stay here. But you don't know the world that was here before you. Just like we don't know the world that was here before us because of evidence and what God allows to be made known. So you don't know when the second coming of Jesus comes, all you know is your lifespan and what you're supposed to do. So when it does happen and manifest that you are part of this great kingdom. And that's something about God. The ones that are born again believers, he said, you, you are resting, you are asleep. So you're resting or asleep in death. Until Jesus comes and fulfills the next thing. He said that's why he gives you a name that nobody else knows. So he says after I didn't give you a rest for healing from the day's work in this hour that you live in this life. You got to understand something. You got to understand that God one day is like a thousand with God. So your life is only like a blink of an hour with God. So when he wakes you up out of that rest, to him it was just yesterday. But to you it was your family and everybody else. You were like you were asleep for a long time. You need to understand what God is saying. Your total fulfillment is when you back with baby with God. Genesis to Revelation, Revelations to Genesis. You have not made full circle yet. Why are we so tired? Because of the work. 
permitted. It says, verse 37, it says, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. 38, then he took, it says, then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult. It says, and those who wept and wailed loudly. Tumult, a loud, confused noise, especially one caused by a large mass of people. And one of the things that I've, I've found out in this hour, that people cannot work in a spirit of confusion. Or they cannot work when there's confusion. But that's why you got to have to learn how to set your mind like a flint. Because when you're focused on the mission of God, the, I'm going to tell you something, everything else around you can fail, but your mind will still be on the mission. I done buried mama, husband, and everybody else, but I still kept my mind on the mission of Jesus Christ. It can be done because when you're in what God has called you to do, you know that you cannot handle or worry about whatever is around you, that God's got everything in his hand. Why would he cause something to happen in your life that you cannot do the work? But we'll sit there crying. That's only for a moment. That's part of the work. The tumult. It's hard to hear God when you have a lot of noise in your life. And God has been telling us to clean up. Remember back in the day, the last 10, 15 years, they were saying, get your house in order. Come out of debt. So you remember those things? That was God. But isn't it interesting now when the word of God came forth back in the 70s and 80s about debt-free and all of this kind of stuff? And isn't it strange how now that we started seeing they just giving us credit cards for everything? You got to see when the word of God goes forth, see how the enemy comes in. Then all of a sudden, back in the last, what, 10 years, put your whole check on the credit card. Then they had us to go into not getting a whole check. Now we started getting what? EFT, that's what the government had, and we had to get our checks deposited. Everything was deposited. That was all happening at the same time. What did they, what, what the world say? We're saving paper. No, they're not. They're still cutting down trees every day. Verse 39, it says, and when he came in, he said to them, it says, why make this commotion and weep? Commotion, a state of confusion and noisy disturbance. You're going to have to go in there and do the work in the midst of tears, tumult. They're going to be doing all kind of stuff. But you're going to still have to do the work that God has called you to do. You ain't going to be able to allow all of them spirits to overtake you. Because when the power of God is on you to do a work, you're going to fulfill that work. And guess what? Then you get up out of there. He said perform miracles in front of them. Where did God stay at, all, at the, um, the tax collector's house? He did what he had to do and he got up out of there. Jesus never lingered around. Why are we so sociable? But that's what they're doing now. They done put Starbucks in the churches. Now, it, all of this stuff was not of God. This is not an hour for socializing. This is not an hour for any type of comfort thing. This is an hour for the things of God. You got to see how the church done picked up so much of the world. And how we succumb to it. You need to see this. Commotion. Some people cannot think with a lot of stuff going on. It says in their lives and around them. This is why you got to pray for your mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You're going to have to learn how to pierce darkness. Isn't that what Jesus did? He's in you. Why you can't pierce the darkness? Why is it that they are comprehending you? He said that the, the darkness could not comprehend the light. You got to see what, I'm, what God is saying right now. 
Why are they not recognizing your light? Why are you not piercing through the darkness in their lives? Why are you not tapping into the source? Why are you not being able to bring deliverance? Why are you not being able to call it out? Because of the light and you should pierce the darkness. But we say that we're saved. Saved to what? Why do you think God saved you? God saves everybody for a reason and a purpose. Some of you don't even know your reason, your purpose. Do you know your calling? What is it God is calling you to be? You reject everything, but yet you're not doing anything. When it comes a time that you're doing the work that God is calling you to do so you can pierce the darkness. Have you ever seen one of those ships? The Coast Guard has ships that are called icebreakers. They pierce that ice. They can go through anything. They're designed to crush ice. You need to understand this. This child is not dead, but sleeping. It says, and they laugh him to scorn. I looked up scorn. The feeling or belief that someone or something is worthless. Despicable content. Can you take them talking about you? Scorning you. Thinking that you're worthless. Are you going to believe their lies? Or are you going to believe what God is saying? Whose report are you going to believe? Uh, God said he's going to believe the report of the Lord. You still got to go in and perform. You still got to pierce darkness. Why would you think darkness would not try to cover you before you pierce it? You got to understand something. People are not going to be able to go through persecution because they could have low self-esteem problems. They got all kind of stuff going on with their mind. Huh? They can't take nothing. They're weak-minded. They're decrepit. They're lazy. They're doing all the works of the flesh because they have not overcome the flesh. And whatever you have not overcome is subject to the devil to do defeat you with. When God says you're other things, He's done declared and decreed over your life. But we want to not understand. We want to stay in a place that we're liking everything. But it comes a time that you have to do what God is telling you to do or you're going to drown and fail in your life. And I want you to see this. How long are you going to stay halt between two opinions? How long are you going to come into this place that you allow things in your life to be dictated to you? We got to come up into a higher place in God. And if you don't, these things are going to overtake you. I'm going to go to Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Do you understand this? When you understand your purpose, you have focus. You can pierce darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend because of the light of God in you. If it did not know my father, it's not going to know who I am. But I'm going to go in there and do the work that he's called me to do. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He's going to cause me to do everything that he's done did in me. What greater faith that you will have huh, when you know what God has brought you out of. You need to see this. To proclaim liberty to the captives. It says in the opening of the prison to those who are bound. What more? My father won't do for somebody else. What better person to send into captivity that was once in captivity? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hey, this is what God has done for me. I can stand on my testimony and that's something you can go back to the year, date, and time when God saved you, when God brought you out and delivered you. That is a testimony. You're reclaiming what God is, has done in your life. You're doing what God has called you to do. Your purpose and your fulfillment in life is already in focus and it's playing in view because a lot of times we don't understand what God is doing until we go out and do what God has called us to do. So that's why a lot of times that's why a lot of times we're still in this place where we're round and loadable. Oh, Beyonce say do that. 
Oh, the pastor said to do this. Oh, my, my doctor said to do this. My job said to do this. Walking around in circles. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It says, and the day of vengeance for God. If God did this for me and did and, and destroyed my enemies, what more would he do for you? You got to understand something. Some of y'all ain't going to walk around Jericho for seven days. And to get your victory, you're going to get tired on the third day. Well, I fasted and tired. I can't do it no more. A lot of times your strip comes in supernatural when the flesh plays out. So that's when you know that the spirit of God then took in so I can walk around four more days because I know my victory is at hand. There's something that stood up inside of me. And it's the light of God and it's going to pierce the storm that I'm in because God, who be for me, who can be against me? You need to understand what God is saying. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the all of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of salvation. You need to understand what your plan and your purpose is. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. I don't have time for people that ain't trying to fulfill their purpose. I only have time for people that's reaching a higher place in God and that's going to proclaim victory in what God has done for them. My strength and my power does not lie in man. My strength and power comes from God because he's the one that healed me. He's the one that delivered me. Out of all of my afflictions, why do I keep looking for man to do what only God can do? Can you do the work knowing what is ahead of you? Can you stay focused? Can you take the scorning? Can you take the abuse that comes with the job? Some people are going to leave before they go through anything on the job. But that's the very thing that God is testing you in. Anybody that worked with God, you're going to go through the storms before you go through the victory, before you go through anything. Why would it be called the testing place? Why would it be called produce? God is trying to produce us. But as long as we are rejecting it, the seed is going to get start, scorched and burned. And then you want to know why you're in this place in your life. And you just sat in church all your life, but then there's no productivity. There's no fruit. There's nothing to stand on. How long are you going to be barren, woman? How long are you going to be without seed, man? If a man does not give seed, he is nothing. That is life. That is the next generation that is carrying on Jesus Christ and the work because of the seed that God has produced. Oh, why would you think Satan will allow y'all to produce seed? That's why it's called homosexual pansexual. I'm going to stop the, per, the plan of God. I don't want no more prophets. I don't want no more five-fold ministry. No more teachers, no, no more evangelists. You got to see the plan of the enemy. Sin brings on another type of demon. And that's why God talks so much about sin. Disobedience, the works of the flesh. So a lot of things that we're seeing in the earth now is a product of sin. That bad seed has come up and it's producing something defiled. So now... God says, how can I bring seed and a new life through something that's perverted? God says, if I allow it to come through the womb, it's going to be distainted. It's going to be confused. It's going to be it. It's not going to be life. It's not going to be a human form. Oh, why would you think that the Nephilons didn't mate with women? Well, you, you, did you really think that they brought forth humans? They brought forth a giant, disformed, disfigured. Now God has got to come in and clean up all of this defiled soil. So something new can come forth. New fruit, new, new birth, new babies, a new generation. Why would he allow that generation to die out in the wilderness? And you sitting there crying about whoever your child is. 
But God said, I see the produce, the fruit that it's going to produce. But we'll get there in a funeral home looking at the casket and asking God why. Everybody's not going to be saved. Everybody's not going to see the kingdom of God. Wide is the gate, narrow is the pathway, and few find it. But you spend your lifetime fixing the problem. And God said the problem can't be fixed. It's spiritual. Until you get it, then they'll get it. Because the children in the, in, in the wilderness didn't get it. And they angered God over and over again. But because of Jesus Christ coming into the world, God just doesn't cut us off. He gives us space and opportunity to get it right. And this is what we need to understand. But when he had put them out, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him. And it says, enter where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Tila Kuma, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And this is what he's saying. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were, it says, overcome with great amazement. Isn't it something about 12? You got to see this. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and, and said that something should be given to her to eat. I'm not, I want to go and touch in the book of James. I have to come here. James 2 and 14. Faith without works is dead. You cannot do anything in God without faith. You must first believe. So if you don't have the the, the, um, the belief that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. You can work. You will not possess the Elijah anointing. You will not be a prophet of the end times. You'll just be a walking zombie. I told you the TV tell you everything they're going to do. Walking dead. You look around at all these people walking around with no spirit. They're in the church with no spirit. No have no life. Wandering through life. Their mind is despondent. They're not focused on the word. Why? What? What, what is going on? Thinking you're on your way to heaven and you just in the building. But deranged. Don't want to change. Don't want to think nothing is wrong. I'm just going to go through life in a cage. And the puppet master still controlling me. And God has set me free. But I'm in the house of God in the cage. In the thoughts of my mind. What does it profit my brother? If someone say he has faith but that does not have works. I told you, you got to produce something. You're going to have to walk through the blinded places of your life. You're going to have to go through them blindfolded, but you're going to have to stand on the word of God. God is producing. First Thessalonians 3, body, soul, and spirit. He's producing. He's correcting. He's fixing what the first Adam did to you. A man that was born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. But Jesus Christ said, because I came into the world, I broke the back of the enemy. I defeated gravity, and I defeated death. I gave you back what I've given you in the garden. That was plentiful. But no, you just had to have that fruit. That was forbidden, I told you not to do it. But now that you have that knowledge of good and evil, I got to cleanse you from it. Because that knowledge that you know hinders your walk with me because it gives you limitations and able to think. 
And your thinking is not of me. So I got to fix that part in you. And as they used to say, stinking thinking. Because that knowledge caused you not to have faith in me. So God had to send his only begotten son to correct what was done in the Garden of Eden. That your thinking would be about faith. Fifteen. If a brother or sister is naked, it says right here, and it says destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, depart in peace. Be warm and feel, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? You need to hear this. Because we're so self-centered, we can't see nobody else. <laughs> but we thinking we're doing the good work. God bless you. But you got the means to give them food and clothes and water. But as long as your vineyard or what you're thinking is like it, because how would God allow me to bless you and not turn around and bless me even greater? But we're talking about faith. Something that you cannot see. We're talking about you doing a good work. See, faith walk requires a different type of thinking in God. It destroys the thinking that was done in the, in the Garden of Eden. It, 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 it takes that away. And you don't understand, sometimes all knowledge is not good knowledge. So when they ate of this fruit, they became aware of their nakedness. They became aware of their shortcomings. They came aware of their surroundings. All knowledge is not good knowledge. Some knowledge only brings burden because they was free in the Garden of Eden, didn't know anything. But God had to kill an animal, shed blood, and put that weight over them. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> he was stripped <laughs> from his clothes. You need to understand this. You need to understand. He was what Adam was in the original state in the garden. You need to understand. Seventeen. Thou's also faith by itself. It says, if it does not have works, it's dead. But some would say, if you have faith, but I have works. Show your works. It says, show your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one, one God. You do not even. It says the demons believed and trembled. Even demons recognized Jesus, but you didn't. Listen to what James is saying. He said, not only am I talking, I'm demonstrating the power of God. But you believe in one God. But you don't believe in the power of God. Isn't that what the Pharisees were? They believed in the, the mosaic. But they didn't believe in the power. The letter killeth, but the spirit bring forth life. God merged the two. That's why it was such a ruckus. He had the faith and the power. He had the letter, which was the word of God, all inside of him. And he fulfilled that thing. He said, I didn't come to destroy the Lord. I came to fulfill it. That's why you got to understand something. Everywhere Jesus walked, even though he was human, you got to understand there was a power because of the faith and the level. Everything was what my father said, what my father said. You go and say what the pastor said, and the pastor don't even have the faith that God had, and therefore you're walking in a diluted faith of what the pastor had. But when you get it straight from God, you got the full strength of faith. Verse 20, 
But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So you're walking around dead. But yet, how is it that you got the word? That's why the letter killeth, because that people needs to see in order to pierce the darkness. You got to have the faith and the demonstration of the power. But yet, you can walk around with the word, but without the spirit, there's no revelation, there's no understanding. That's not going to draw people. You can read the Bible like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were out there in the open reading the Bible all the time. But yet, when Jesus Christ came, he brought the power and the demonstration of the word. And that's why people could not take it. That's why demons feared him. He said, don't mess with me before my time. You Jesus Barbonus, don't torment me because of the power of the faith of the word. It makes demons tremble in your life. Me and my father are one. Greater work shall you do in my name. We're made in his image, in his likeness. Why is he still calling us, oh, faithless generation? How long should I bear with you? What more can I give you? I didn't give you my blood, sweat and tears, even death, and you still don't believe me. What more can I do? But some of y'all, you do the same for your children. <laughs> you don't respect Jesus. Why would Jesus let them respect you? But you give them your blood, sweat, and tears. You give the job the same thing. You die, they get somebody else in your place. But you don't work yourself to death. Didn't go to church on Sunday because the boss needed me. Oh, they, nobody else could do the job without me. I'm needed, I'm important. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. It says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Twenty-two. Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? You need to see this. He walked the word out. He believed God. He did not see it. He heard a voice. But we keep looking. See, our eyes going to get us in trouble. You trying to see the spirit of God through some natural lenses. But you don't see him in the spiritual. Why would God give you a spirit? God does not give you anything that he does not have requirements for. He said, you're so heavenly bound, but you know earthly good. I'm looking for Jesus in the air. I'm waiting for him to come. And when he passed by, we still missed him. Oh, I'm walking in the air. Feed me, I need some money. Please help me, I'm hungry. Bless you. Go on Straight Street, turn right, Devil Avenue. There's going to be a man there that needs deliverance. Oh, the next person going to get it. That's not me. I want to get my hands dirty. So heavenly minded, but no earthly good. You're not doing the works. <laughs> you keep waiting, and time is running out. Do you see this? Can you do the work knowing what is ahead of you? You need to see this. It says, 23, it says, And the spirit was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was according to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. It says, You see them that a man is justified by works, 
and not by faith only. Likewise, was not, it says Rahab, the harlot also justified by works when she received the messenger and sent them out away another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Jesus Christ, knowing what's ahead of him. You got to remember, he was born already knowing that he came to die. I gave you the seven categories in which he did. And now I'm going to tell you something. You got more than just one gift. Now God said, let me use you in the other five, six that I gave you. This is an hour for multiplication of the miracles of the calling of the spirit of God that's in you. Me and my father are one. You got more than one calling. You got more than one gifting that God wants you to do. You, you haven't even tapped the surface yet. This is an hour now, even with Corona. Some of you should be doing other stuff. But now you laying down on the couch like everybody else and they lying to you on the news. You're so busy worried about what they're doing. I don't care they can fight, argue, and have 20 marriages and five, six, seven orgies. I don't even care. That stuff is to detour you from the purpose. You should be mission-driven. Everybody's problem is not yours to solve. They got themselves in it. You done gave them the word. You done told them what God said. Now move on. You're not held to come the blood is off your hands. They got to pick the word up and apply it and walk it out with blind faith like you did. You need to see this. I'm tired of helping a poor fool. He pulled because he don't, he don't want to work. He don't want to apply the things of God. It's the pathway in life that causes us to be in the place that we are. Now God says, now I'm moving in your direction. Now I'm causing you to come up out of Lodabar. I'm causing you to come up out of the ditch that you fell in. Now you leave the person there. Don't try to help them out. Now you climb out in this season and run for your life. People are going to, to abandon the work in this season. A lot of people are going to abandon what God has destined them to be in this hour. I looked up the word abandonment. It says give up completely. A course of action, a practice, or a way of thinking. Listen to that. They are going to abandon the work that God caused them because of what? A course of action, a practice, a way of thinking. But I thought this was very interesting. Abandon oneself too. And this was the second definition. She says, allow someone to indulge in a desire or impulse. Abandon. Allow oneself to indulge in a desire or impulse. That means their desires are going to take them away from the purpose of God or their impulsive thinking. If you don't hear God, don't move. When you feel a rush, don't move. The devil speaks swiftly. God speaks in the stillness. Still, that still small voice. And a lot of times by the time you done done it and it went on that impulse, what is the bad decision? Abandon. Complete lack of inhabitation or restraint. I looked at the word restraint, a measure or condition that keeps someone or something under control within limits. So abandon. I didn't have I couldn't restrain myself. I was liking self-control. 
I was doing something out of my realm of limitation. I want you to see this. Can you do the work knowing what is ahead of you? Jesus had to do it. This is an hour now. You need to stay focused. Set your face like a flint that you may continue to do the work that God has called you to do. Many people are going to abandon. Do, this is not the hour to be tied and linked to people. Your faith needs to be singular. If they fall, you ain't going to fall because you're standing in support of Jesus Christ. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. I pray amen.